Hello and welcome to Time Out with Tammy and Tyler. I'm Tammy. And I'm Tyler. And we're here to explore how people evolve from early career higher education HR professionals to leaders like VPs and Chief Human Resource Officers. So what we really want is to learn more about how some of these really amazing people got to where they are and what their perspective is on some hot HR topics and issues. But before we get into that, just a quick note about who we are. I'm Tammy, and I'm currently the Assistant Director of Human Resources at Williams College in Northwest Massachusetts. And I am Tyler. I am from West Palm Beach, Florida, but I'm currently working as an HR business partner for the University of Florida in Gainesville. But more importantly, we are both part of the Coupa HR Wildfire Program, finishing out our program year. And we both fell in love with the program and are just so amazed at everything that we've experienced so far. Yeah, it's really been one of those life-changing experiences where we create bonds of trust and shared experiences together. Um, so thank you so much for taking this journey with us. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today, our very special guest is Donna Popovich, the Executive Director for Human Resources from the University of Tampa. Donna is also the past chair of the Coupa HR National Board. Donna, thank you so much for taking time out. Um, and we understand you're on vacation right now, so that just kind of emphasizes how much commitment you have to us and this project. Um, we just thank you so much for wanting to chat with us and share some of your thoughts. Well, thank you, Tyler and Tammy. Really, it's my honor to, to be with you for this podcast today. We're so happy to have you here. Um, can you kick us off by telling us how you got started out in higher ed HR and what your first role looked like? <laughs> I'd be happy to. So higher ed HR, I actually was already at the University of Tampa and I was drafted to go to HR. I was actually <laughs> chief of staff for the president at that time and we were in dire budget constraints. It was really a tough time economically for us. And unfortunately, at that time, there were people who were, were jumping ship and looking for other opportunities because the future of the University of Tampa at that time was so uncertain. And the president said to me, I, I would like for you to go up to HR. And I absolutely said, I don't want to go to HR. <laughs> well, he said, you have a lot to say about everything. I think you should go to HR. And I eventually did. It didn't take too long. He said, it's your, it's your decision, but this is what I want. And so, of course, I went up there because I believed in the university. I believed in the president, and I wanted to be there for all of our faculty and staff. So I went from the president's office to the position of director of human resources at that time. Wow. that's I bet that was um, <laughs> quite a learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. It was a tough time. I, I don't regret any of it. It was a, a, a learning experience for me. Wonderful. Would you be able to share a failure or a lesson or something, a challenge that you encountered early in that role when you when you first took it on? You know, the the challenge at that time was we really were having a tough time economically and unfortunately I went into a role where I had to reduce our HR budget. When you reduce an HR budget, you're often reducing positions. So those were long days and tough meetings where we did eliminate staff positions and we also eliminated academic programs. But uh, it, it was a challenge. I can tell you, though, everyone at the University of Tampa then 
and, and today too. They're they're all wonderful people. But as I went around the campus and spoke to faculty and staff, it was clear that we needed to do something, and people understood, and they were so kind. And I've never had people be any kinder to me than they were at that time when I was eliminating their positions. And it's wow. just about, I think, uh, relating to people and feeling for them, showing that compassion and that you get what you give and people uh, were were very understanding. It was a tough time, but everybody stepped up and those who were not going to have positions left very graciously. And that's all I I can say about that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a hard thing to do. And I think we talk about that a lot in HR about preserving dignity and in those situations. So that says a lot that you were able to maintain those relationships with people throughout that process. That's a really, it can be a really painful process. So another question that we have um, for early career folks, um, Tyler and I are both relatively new to higher ed HR. What do you think is the biggest impact that we can have now or the most impactful thing we can do to prepare for future and leadership roles and, and career growth in this way? Oh, I truly think association work is probably the one way you can develop your career and prepare for the future. And I say that from experience because uh, even though I told you I was drafted into human resources, I did have some person, it was personnel back then and industrial relations. So I had that in my background from some other firms, but I still had a lot to learn. And the very first thing that I did when I went into HR was I, I did SHRM to begin with because I didn't yet know there was a Coupa out there. Once I found Coupa, right. I, fell in, I fell in love and that was it, <laughs> even though I'd already done a number of SHRM things. But I do believe that that is an enormous opportunity to stretch your wings, try out leadership roles, uh, learn from other people, and I recommend it to everyone. I, I recommend it to my own staff who gets involved in, in various things, but I don't think that there is any better way to have those leadership opportunities, particularly in the business one is in, which is why today I would recommend Coupa HR for early career people, mid-career people, and even those senior people. I think there's some something for everyone. Yeah, we all are big Koopa fans for sure. <laughs> um, so kind of going in a different direction, Donna. So we, we've been talking about you know us as early career professionals, um, but we want to talk big picture now. Um, how do you see higher ed HR evolving over the next five to 10 years? Are there key things that you or your oh, team listen. or your institution yeah. are focusing on? Yeah, no, please. <laughs> Right. No. Well, you know, where is HR going and what will it look like five years from now? I see technology as the, mm. the biggest piece of it and the biggest change agent. And I say that from my own experience because we've recently gone through an ERP implementation and it's taken up a great amount of our time and it shifted where information technology resides. So the program we went with now puts us in a place where information technology resides in human resources, in functional areas. And so it has 
allowed us to have a greater impact on technology in our areas. We don't wait. We don't call information technology and say we need help with this. If we did, mm -hmm. they would say back to us, figure it out. We still have an information <laughs> technology department. Yeah. But because of the way technology is transitioning, it's incumbent upon us to learn this part of our business. And HR practitioners need to learn about everything that is available in their world regarding HR, whether it's recruiting and talent management or diversity and inclusion. There's a program for everything, and we have to learn how to build those programs so that we own it and that we then are better positioned for the data analytics and the resulting deliverables. How do we get to where we want to be? And so much of this today, if not all of it today, it doesn't doesn't eliminate the human aspect of everything we do, but we mm -hmm. really have to learn technology. And I didn't come from a technology world. So mm -hmm. I am stepping up and, and trying to learn it. And I have a team who thought they'll never be able to do it. And in fact, they've, they've mastered it. I'm so fortunate to have the group of people that I have because none of them knew how to build programs, configure programs mm -hmm. four years ago, and today they are doing these things, and we are more in control of what we do as a result of it. So that's really what I would say is the, the, the new world. I'm certain there are many schools who are already there, but for my little school, it's a big shift for us, and I recommend that everybody really spend some time and have this as a, a capability. Wow. Yeah, no, I could not agree more. That was actually very profound. And I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that um, that is the direction that not only our industry, but most industries are going in. Um, and I know for us here at the University of Florida, we're actually doing a physical renovation of our central HR office. And that is one of the uh, paramount things that we're working on is making everything very technology facing. Um, the waiting area itself will have things like iPads in it. Um, so that people are constantly being able to be connected with someone, whether they're waiting for a physical person or um, technologically speaking. So that's great, though. I'm glad that you guys are on the cusp of that and the forefront of, um, of where our industry is going. So another turn here, we're going to take another hard left. Uh, Donna, at this point in your career, I'm sure that you've had, at, if not one, multiple mentors. And what we really want to focus in on now um, as we kind of close out our time, is what is the best piece of career advice that you have personally received thus far? Oh, the best piece of career advice that I have personally received. I think I have to think. I have to think about that. But I think mm -hmm. it. It. You know, I'm trying to think now about this one. I. I think it's really lead from where you are. In every single position that I mm -hmm. have, I was fortunate to work for people who said to me, you own your position and you, mm -hmm. you make it happen. And so that kind of results in this lead from where you are, that you look around and see what needs to be done and don't wait to be, as an Andy Brantley might say, anointed or appointed. You mm -hmm. take care of business. <laughs> you just get it, get it done. And not only are you there supporting that person to whom you report, you are also developing your own professional career and opportunities at the same time. And it's surprising where, where that will lead you. Absolutely. So. I love that. And I think that there's a lot of truth um, behind that for sure. 
Um, so I don't know if you know this, Donna, but Tammy and myself are actually the chairwoman and chairman of the Donna Popovich fan club. As <laughs> so, <laughs> our final question for you this afternoon, um, will you just share with us a fun fact about yourself, a hobby, a personal interest? Well, one, thank you both for being, you know, the lead on the fan club. And even if it's only two people, I adore you both and appreciate you both. And I'll tell you about a fun fact. A fun fact about Donna Popovich is better told over cocktails. So the next <laughs> time you speak, I hope to share a fun fact, if that's not one right there, what I just said. Best Excellent. told over Wonderful. cocktails. <laughs> I, I will definitely pencil that in. Absolutely. We'll see you in Tempe then. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. All righty. Well, thank you so much again, Donna. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you both. You take care. Good luck with everything.